Welcome to your Big Girls Attack on Titan podcast. I'm Mom Taku. And I'm Luna. And today we're giving our thoughts on the Tunkabon version of chapter 139, which did we expect so many leaks for this? No. No. What, what happened? That's, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I was blindsided is what happened. I was totally <laughs> blindsided. I thought like Leak Week Hell was going to be a thing of my past. And it wasn't. It was like the most, the well, do you, I mean, you've been in the fandom a long time. Is this the worst ever Leak Week or? Because it wasn't Leak Week. It felt like it was much longer. Like it, That might have been it. Leak Month. Yeah. <laughs> It normally it's a couple of days. This went on forever and there were like there were a lot of leaks that were like true but like completely taken out of context and then by a, the leakers kind of jammed into a new context so everyone was losing their minds like before they you know had actually seen it because that's the only chat way to uh, judge a chapter. <laughs> so in other words it was a very typical leak week except <laughs> it went on longer. I got a, yeah. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> I don't know like I've been not as invested in the leaks anymore for the last couple of chapters and the last chapter we completely avoided leaks so to now be bombarded with them was kind of a weird experience again. <laughs> I think when we finally saw the pages, we were surprised at really how little it was. Because if you if you judged it based on the mm. leaks, even Zekin, who's normally like super reliable, a lot of what he said wasn't actually there. I mean, like I was thinking of some of the leaks I saw that that were fake. Like mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you remember these. Annie left Armin crying. Did you ever see that leak? I'm not sure, but I would have loved that to happen. <laughs> Uh, Annie hated Historia's child. That was another I saw. That would have been funny too, but... Okay. Reiner blushed when he saw Historia. That, did you hear that one? It would have been better than him sniffing the letter. I agree. <laughs> Mikasa confesses to seeing Aaron only as family. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. No. Emir told Mikasa that her love wasn't enough to end the curse. <laughs> That one makes me laugh. I'm sorry. Yeah. That one's really funny. I mean, that could be the case in the sense of like, your love alone is not enough to end the curse. Well, regardless, it was uh, not I don't know. real. It was, no, but it's, yeah. The Titan curse wasn't ended. That I think was straight from Zekin. Another one said that the weakened centipede was seen crawling away alive, which I don't think that happened, nope. no matter how closely I look at those pages. Nope. And then, of course, um, Mikasa married Jean, which, which was, mm, I mean, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> but then again, it's like to actually say Mikasa marries Jean, like, mm, I mean, I I feel like there were those were all fake, but I feel like a lot of them were uh, what I saw were like true, but like taken completely out of context. So right. we were uh, like Emir uh, not taking the spear for original uh, or OG call Fritz, um, and and we were like, how does that even make sense? But then we kind of see in context, and we realize, oh, this is probably what she wanted or this is like symbolizing her freedom from Carl Fritz like he's no longer there to influence her or to you know she's no longer bound by this painful right. love yeah I saw it I saw it definitely as an AU like it was her imagining what could have been and just letting it go which was I thought great I considered it symbolism but either way like it wasn't something to be taken literally and that's what a lot of things that you know the way it leaked sounded like it could have been really bad. <laughs> well, I think the narrative that accompanied the leaks is that it was all for nothing. It was all pointless. And the thought that OG Emir, you know, that that the truth was that Carl Fritz died and Emir did this anyway. Like that's such a an overturning of everything we've known. So I think the fact that so many of the leaks came with the narrative that everything was for nothing, it was all a lie, you know, kind of the extreme attitude that people were going with, it, it made it easy to, to wonder, you know, oh, wait a second, is this entire story a lie? And it's, you know, now that we're seeing it in context, it's mm. like, oh, okay, this is a little different. I, I don't know if that was necessarily the case. I saw a lot of like anger over Mikasa moving on from Aaron, but it was also like, um, yeah, the the ending that we got and then the ending that we were getting now, they were 
from the leaks, we thought maybe they would be very different, but it turns out they were pretty much the same. But I don't, I don't necessarily think um, the leaks gave the impression that it was all pointless. Unless you believe that crazy one with like um, Emir went ahead with all of this, even though Carl Fritz had right. been dead for two thousand years, which didn't make any sense. So, just based on that one leak, so you knew you needed some context to make sense of that anyway. So it was that leak plus the leak of Emir's tree regrowing and paradise being destroyed, which again was kind of so. You know, when you combined all of that together from okay, leak week, well. The feeling was very much that nothing nothing changed. And maybe it didn't, but it was just a more extreme version of that. I, I find it weird that people take that away from it, like nothing changed. Like things obviously developed, but it's it's hard to say in in which direction, like like with the tree and um piety being destroyed, that could have been taken in like hundreds or thousands of years later when every player in this story was long gone and we we don't know what was uh what the context of that was it's kind of like i don't know the circle of life and titans i guess maybe aaron's head is fertilizer made some new thing <laughs> the, the the thing is is that the leaks poisoned the well yeah that's how i know that's how you feel yeah it created a narrative that i think persists even after we saw the actual pages people are like oh well Paradise was destroyed, not taking into context the fact that it happened generations into the future. And I don't know. I mean, if you were a Jaegerist, like... I know. You didn't get what you wanted. Like, Aaron didn't get the waifu, didn't get the WAP. He didn't complete full genocide. He wanted to keep Paradise safe. Apparently, it got destroyed eventually somewhere down the line. Mikasa moved on from him. Like, what? Yeah, what was Aaron, like? Aaron didn't get a lot of out of his actions. Well, I think that's why the Jaegerists have like made flock their new, um, <laughs> their new mascot. Yeah. Like now, yeah. Aaron's also a cuck. Flock is the only true lord. He's the king. He's the flock. Flock was right. <laughs> flock was right. Although flock, uh, flock was not right. Flock was the first one cucked by Aaron. Like, Flock is the first one that put his faith in Aaron and died believing in Aaron. <laughs> it's just so funny to me. He was very wrong about Aaron Yeager. Everyone was. Aaron was not the devil the world needed. Clearly, it was not Aaron Yeager. I want to hear your overall impression. My overall impression, I like it better. I like the new ending better. It doesn't fix anything. It doesn't break anything. It thematically worked for me. What I really wanted, I think what most people wanted was for the characters to be more settled. Like we all wanted mm. more from the characters. Instead, we got more of the world building and then the, just the themes. And that made it feel sort of hollow. You know, I don't really care that Paradise was destroyed. I don't really care about Paradise. What I care about are, are, are all these characters we've been following for 11 years. Yeah, like those are the ones I care about. So yeah, I, I really, I don't care that the nation was destroyed. It makes sense. And even seeing the tree at the end, like I, I would say the final pages to me, the child, I guess, what are we going to call this child? I heard someone refer to them as a child soldier, which made me laugh because clearly they are not. I mean, this this is a kid, a survivalist type situation, a kid yeah, with their dog. Yeah, like, like he was hiking or something. I mean, maybe the world is post-apocalyptic and it's a survivalist, but this is not a child on the run from dogs being hunted. This is a kid <laughs> out for a walk with their dog with a walking stick, not barging into the tree, but looking at it. That that particular imagery at the end, I found very intriguing. That excited me, not for a sequel, just for the possibilities it opened up. I liked that to me, made me smile. What about you? Um, I enjoyed the other pages in the sense that it did make the pacing a little bit better. So in that regard, I did like it. But to me, it, like you said, it didn't break anything, but it didn't certainly did not improve on anything. So yeah, I call that same shit, different packaging, basically. <laughs> we're, we're left with, with what we had before. Yeah, even for Mikasa, I think if you look at the net result of the extra pages, it still doesn't really change my feelings on her either. No, it doesn't change my feelings on her either. She stayed devoted to Aaron and she went on with her life. It was so funny. Did you see that 
literally the day now granted in Japan they've not seen these pages they don't have the same spoiler culture that we do but mm. the day after we saw them the Titanic movie you know which one I'm talking about wait the the one from 1998 yes yes oh yeah like Rose and Jack yes aired in Japan the day after we got the spoilers and Yuki Kaji is actually talking about Rose and Jack's relationship. And what's hilarious about that is that in the meta community, we were all kind of like, well, Mikasa is like Rose and Jack. I mean, this is what we're seeing here. She <laughs> married, she went on to have the life that Aaron wanted for her, but she mm -hmm. never forgot about him. And so we're in the meta community where we're kind of comparing Mikasa and Aaron to Rose and Jack. And then very next day, Aaron's voice actor is talking about watching Titanic and about Rose and Jack. And it was just like, wait a minute. Ah, uh, Keysmith. <laughs> I would imagine when they do get this chapter in a few weeks, the, the Japanese comparisons will be alive and well. Like that well has certainly been poisoned in the other direction since they've all basically just watched the movie. Oh my Lord, that's funny. Although we saw a lot of romance though between Jack and Rose, not so much. Well, you didn't, but I did. I mean, I, I, if I had to choose between Jack and Rose type of relationship or Aaron and Mikasa, then yeah. Shall we then move on to the, the new pages? Yes. Okay. Mikasa and Emir. Yes. I've gotten at least a hundred asks in my inbox since the new pages dropped and not a single one has been about Mikasa and Emir. Oh, really? Like, not a single one, which I think is kind of a shame because I don't hate this. Oh. I get what Mikasa is saying, right? It reminded me very much of the conversation that Zeke had with Xaver and his dad. Zeke said to his dad, at least I'm alive so that I could play baseball with Xaver. And I get the same vibe from Mikasa, like this doesn't fix what's happened, but I'm grateful that I have my life. So it was kind of like a crumb, tossing a crumb to OG Emir to mm. maybe comfort her a little bit. I saw it exactly as I took the conversation with Zeke and his dad. Yeah, I saw some negative reactions about it. Like, how can she like thank someone for having children when she was basically forced to have these children? So I saw some comments about that. But yeah, I, I think you're right because it's also like, Clearly, this this girl or child, Emir, is very traumatized, but also mentally not well, right? So it's also like, can you really hold her accountable for all that has happened as well? I mean, that's how I took it. And her getting that moment to imagine how it could have been different if she'd chosen her children instead of protecting him. I, I mean, I thought that was a good moment. Mm, that could be it or it's like well she's embracing like the children who became titans and her love for them while well, she can finally let go of the the nightmarish love she had for call fritz but if she had chosen this reality the children would have never cannibalized her it would have been over this never this existence never would have happened yep that's what i'm saying like can we really blame ymir because Oh, these whole past 2,000 years, she was never able to not cling to um, Carl Fritz's will. So she never would have been able to do that back then. I think for her, it was never a choice. I mean, to me, it doesn't really change anything. Like we see Emir with eyes for the first time. That's interesting. I think what it changes is that before... I don't know. It just, I, I would say this felt very incomplete. Her smiling at Mikasa kissing Aaron's head and nothing after that. Like, I mm. see where we needed, you know, we needed to let that sink in for a second. And it's a shame that this didn't come at when, when it needed to happen because it doesn't feel important now. But I think, I think that scene, I think people reading this in the future as a Tankuban and not like we did, they'll appreciate this moment. Yeah. And I saw people saying that they um, now finally understood it was Ibir that was like influencing Mikasa and gave her all those headaches. But it, to me, it was clear enough. So it, it didn't really add much to the original content wise. It doesn't add much, but I feel like for the pacing, it definitely helps. 
Yeah. To, to see this little bit. I still don't, I still don't accept the fact that it was Emir causing her to have the headaches just because the timing of the headaches, it just seems strange to me that it just seems oh, so much. If you want to talk about everything that's strange. Oh, I know. I know. After this. <laughs> yeah. It just <laughs> made gonna... more sense that it would have been Aaron doing it since the last headache, especially the one that nearly made her pass out was right before she was brought into the past world with Aaron. Mm. And Aaron was the one controlling those, not Emir. So the fact that it's Emir that potentially was causing the headaches doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but whatever. It's one mystery box checked off, I guess. Although I guess I should say this is still the fan translation. So we don't know, like we will not know what this actual English text is until October of this year. It'll be interesting if it clarifies. I don't, I mean, there's not enough text here to change it radically mm. but i mean context wise i cannot imagine her saying here like oh it was aaron right who was picking into my mind like i can only imagine it being something completely unrelated and it could be we'll find out in october stay tuned october <laughs> another podcast <laughs> no i don't think so i do not think so <laughs> okay so that was like only what two pages of extra mm -hmm. content so and then we have dun, dun, dun. the part after the ending, after Aaron wraps his scarf around Mikasa as a burp. So we see her with a kid and presumably a husband laying flowers at Aaron's grave. Mm -hmm. So we still see that Erin is very much still a focus in her life and, you know, her partner and child have to participate in that. Mm -hmm. And then we see her as an elderly woman, you know, she's in a wheelchair, but she got up with her cane and we see an entire city now. Like what time period would you set this in? 1950s. 50s. Or 40s, maybe. For Look at the cars. I think a bit earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Like 30s or 40s. Yeah, I'd say. And yeah, the tree is there, it's growing. And they're still visiting Aaron's grave. Like everything is still, Mikasa is still, you know, even though she's married and has kids and probably grandchildren from what we can see in a picture, presumably they're all family. There's still a lot of focus on her connection to Aaron. Mm -hmm. Yeah, then we see a little panel of her, you know. Dead? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and still she has that ratty scarf wrapped around her neck. So like even in death, you don't see a ring on her finger see, from her husband. you're being salty and you're ranting and I disagree, but whatever. I mean, don't you think it's weird that... I don't. After a lifetime of like with her husband and kids and grandchildren, like she's still buried with that scarf. Like there, there's like a reminiscing and, but... If I, okay... Okay, we don't. I, we don't know that she's necessarily wearing the scarf every day of her life. But no, to be but buried she, she in the was scarf, buried in it. Yeah. Yes, I can. I could see her being buried in it. That doesn't bother. I mean, I think the kids would know. Here, okay. Can I tell you my theory? Go ahead. You can call it my cope if you want. That's fine. When I read the chapter in its entirety, and I scroll back up and I, I see Armin's panel in particular. Uh, we have to tell them the truth. Let's tell them our story. So the intention of the ambassadors was to give the world the truth, which is something that since chapter one of the manga has been missing from everybody's life. The Waldians had their memories wiped. Mm. The story of Marley, they were all being fed lies. Everything was lies, 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 lies. The entire manga is why you don't lie to people because it's going to happen again, right? So apparently what was most important to Armin and even Historia back in what chapter 91, whatever was, we're going to tell them the truth. So I feel like I would like to believe that all of these repeated visits with Mikasa and her family, it's not just let's go worship at the altar of the boy I loved, <laughs> that there was more involved in that, that these people know the truth. They know this is a cautionary tale. They know what happened. This is the person I loved. This is the person who tried to save us. And this is what he created. This is the dangers of 
unchecked power or of going your own way or of turning your back on your friends. Like there's a lot of lessons that could be taught here. And I would like to believe that Mikasa was teaching them these lessons. Oh, then you have more faith in her than I do. I do have faith in her. I do. I do have faith in this part of the story. I I don't know. Because like she keeps bringing like roses, which... That's, it's okay to love somebody. I know, know, but it, it, doesn't, are. it doesn't feel like a cautionary tale. Like she, this is still like her personal tragedy, right? Like Right. This, right, but I, I don't see her telling this as a cautionary tale. What what I always go back to is chapter 123, which was the only chapter in the manga that's been told in a POV that's not Armin's or not mm -hmm. the narrator's. This is Mikas's POV. And that's the chapter that starts off by saying that how everybody was saying Aaron had changed. And Mika says like, well, I believe that too, but maybe it wasn't true. Maybe he hasn't changed one bit. Maybe this is who he was all along. And I've always taken that as well as her hesitation in chapter 121 to like Armin was the one that was all like, no, Aaron is our friend. He's not going to do this. And Mika was like, I wouldn't be too sure about that. You know, like she knows who he is. Like, I don't have any doubt about it. And, and she even admits to like selectively seeing parts of Aaron. So the fact that 123 was all about Mikasa seeing Aaron for who he was, the unflattering parts as well. I would like to think that none of that development was undone, that she still sees him for who he is. And that's part of it, at least part of what these visits are about. So. Well, enjoy your copium. Thank um, you. I, yeah, for me, like I said in the previous podcast, like I didn't like that her moving on still involved Aaron so much. And like these pages are still all about Aaron. So mm -hmm. <laughs> like that doesn't change anything for me. But what we do get is like, how Paradi is developing. Yes. So, and then the next panel, and I first thought when I saw the leaks that those were UFOs. <laughs> Which, honestly, whatever. <laughs> yeah, could be. No, but they're jet jet fighters. And we see some skyscrapers that are being blown to bits. So I'm guessing this, this must be at least like 50 years into the future from where... Mikasa died, if not longer. I would say, yeah, minimum. And um, yeah, then the next one is like a lot later, like the ruins and everything else around the tree is destroyed and has wasted away, basically. Which could potentially be hundreds and hundreds of years. Yes. And then the next panels, again, that like forestation is like growing around the tree and the tree has grown much, much taller. So this 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 looks like it could be another like thousand years into the future maybe, and yeah, then there's this kid, and it's dog. Yep, looking at a very similar tree that Emir fell into. Only Aaron was there, but was there still a worm inside of him? No, there wasn't. So, but maybe another hallucinogenia has crawled up from underneath the earth and lodged itself in there. <laughs> I don't know. I think the ending is open. I mean, Zeke did talk about the the parasite, um, you know, about life, how life will find a way for itself. So the hallucinogenia mm. will find a way for itself. But I don't know. I mean, again, maybe copium, but I take it as something different. I take it as something similar, but different. I mean, this grew from Aaron's head. I'm so <laughs> is this, what What in but the world? But do you see all the birds around the, the final panel? I final do, panel? I do. Th this is Aaron like, ha ha ha, here is my next victim. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> or maybe this is a descendant of Mikasa who knows the truth and knows what this tree is and knows better. Yeah, I love that because he kind of looks like a mix of Aaron and Mikasa. People are calling him Baron. Like Fantastic. <laughs> Like <laughs> Shingeki no Kyojin, the next generation, Baron. <laughs> What's the other name? Um, Kevin. People are calling him Kevin too, which might be a reference to something that I am not aware of. Oh, yeah. Then I am also not aware of that. Mm. But yeah, th those were the pages. So in essence... That's it. The entire pulling fire alarms and screaming and the hysteria of the leak period was over this. Yes. Yes. Let so that soak in. Does parody get destroyed? Yeah, but we don't even know by whom. 
or like what Python kind of, you know, maybe all the Eldians decided to relocate. Parody was inhibited by other population or another type of people. It, it It's so open at this point. I mean, the vibe is definitely the cyclical nature of things, which I'm fine with because that's how mm-hmm. life is. It's a cycle. I didn't mind it thematically. No, no, it's, but it doesn't really add much to it. But I, I don't know. I kind of, yeah. I guess I kind of like it better than just ending on Mikasa and the burp wrapping the scarf around her. The the first ending was more hopeful. We didn't know if negotiations were going to work. Mm-hmm. We didn't know what Mikasa was going to do. We didn't well, know. And now we seems, do know. Eventually, well, the peace negotiations failed. Eventually, no, wars happened. We don't, no, we don't know. We see that. Mikasa lived until old age on on Paradis, so we know that at least until then, and she was, what, 19 when it all ended, and she looks maybe, what, 89? So for 70 years at least, I'm guessing, more or less, they lived in relative peace. Like, they were able to flourish, they were able to develop, have cars, and then... After much, 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 much more years of development, yeah, many more years of development later, that's when things get destroyed. So, mm-hmm. and, and who's to say over what conflict it is this time? So, I don't see it as in direct correlations. I think peace lasted because probably the people who were involved in the Battle of Heaven and Earth were still around and their children and grandchildren, but probably, you know, as those generations pass, the memories of what happened also and the, the knowledge of what happened. So then a new conflict starts. I really do love the final panel, though, of the boy yeah, or the girl. Yeah. I don't know what gender the child is, but the child looking at the tree. I don't want to say it makes me excited for a sequel because mm-hmm. I do not believe there's going to be one. Oh, my but God, it, stop. But it does stop. make me excited thinking about it, like imagining what could really? happen next. Ugh. <laughs> no. No, I'm I'm ready to leave this world behind, honestly. I, I guess I'm always the kind that when I close a book, I like to think, well, what happens next? And this is just another little bit of information well, to process I mean, as far as what the, happens next. All the characters, we, we got a glimpse of what was next for them. And this is like nothing to do with the characters and even mostly not even necessarily with this world. The only thing that would continue is possibly the Titan cycle and Eren as a burp. Or something totally new. Ugh. I excuse me for enjoying the world building of Attack on Titan because I did, even though it was uneven and messy. And I enjoyed not just the characters, but the world as well. So the fact that there's still something in this world, some mystical stuff in this world, I find that okay. I find okay. that intriguing. Well, to each their own. I'm not I'm not gonna judge, but for me it doesn't do anything. <laughs> I'm I'm happy to close the book on this one. I think we've talked enough about the additional pages. Or do you have anything else you want to mention? It did not rock my world. Apparently, it rocked a lot of worlds. I don't think the amount of people literally pulling fire alarms and running screaming from the building was commensurate with the content contained within the spoilers. (laughs) Okay, so why? Because I know on, on our server, a lot of people hated it as well. Yes, and you were mostly involved with those discussions. So can you tell me what was most disliked by the people after they read the final version? Yes. So I don't want to put words in people's mouths. Like Renan was one of the more vocal ones that hated it. And I would say that, I would say in his case, it didn't shut up the Eucharists, to be honest <laughs> with you. <laughs> like the ad, he, he, he would only be happy in this story if Aaron Yeager was like, the clear and obvious villain and Mikasa was yeah. seen kicking his grave, burning the tree instead of dropping flowers on it. I appreciate that. Like I, it bothers me too. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of surprised that he didn't change it more because he said the message he wanted to conveal wasn't being received as such. Mm-hmm. And I thought he would make some changes to that, but nope. So he didn't do himself any favors with, that like leaving it as is and then the other uh real i mean i I know the aramika community the em fandom 
was mm-hmm. hurt by it. They preferred an open ending for Mikasa where it was up to them to decide how and if she moved on. So seeing her <laughs> actually with a dude. And honestly, I don't think that that would have been so bad if it had just been, if they had been allowed to talk about it without being dog piles and made fun of. Now, granted, I know that that's a cycle too. Like each community loves to take jabs at the other, but it got ugly. So yeah, I know that um, L didn't like it very much and he ships Aramika. Was that also related to his dislike for this version? Yeah, it was It was just that it took away, it, it, it definitely clarified Mikasa's ending. If it didn't tie anything else up, it tied her up. You know exactly what she was doing for the rest of her life. Mm. And he would have preferred that to be open. And I think I would have too. Like I... I wanted to hope for more from Mikasa that didn't involve what I saw in those pages. I would have loved to imagine her having lunch with Hitch or, I don't know, going to a yeah, historian's birthday party. something that doesn't revolve around. So thematically, I yeah. think it worked for me. The content I did not, I didn't love. And it would be interesting. I really can't wait for the Japanese fandom when they see it, what they'll think about it. If they're going to mm-hmm. feel the same kind of regret about Mikasa's ending, if, if they're going to like it or not. Her moving on with some nameless, faceless dude. I don't know. Yeah. And yet still being trapped between this, uh, moving forward and being devoted to Aaron. I don't know if that'll be satisfying to them. And then the other criticism I did see was that uh, it kind of negated everybody's efforts. But I think that that, I, I, don't, I don't know no, if people who said that have really thought about it. Like... I mean, if if we saw Parari getting destroyed, like literally, right, ten, two years, years after, mm-hmm. then yeah, maybe I could go along with that. But considering there was apparently peace for many years, more than fifty years, <laughs> I saw then, one tweet that was like, "Armin dead, Reiner dead, Mikasa dead, Paradise destroyed." What was even the point? And I'm like. Did you think they were going to live forever? I mean, yeah. mortality happens. Yeah, they. maybe he was hoping they would all be burbs at the end. I don't maybe. know. <laughs> maybe they are. Maybe those are the burbs. Let's count how many burbs are flying around oh, that God. tree. Maybe the that is the 104. <laughs> exactly. That is, okay, new crack theory here and now. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, I see. Ten birds. No, eleven. I don't know. Aaron, Mikasa, Armin, Reiner, Annie, Bertolt, Jean, Connie, Sasha. Well, <laughs> Emir Reiner, and Historia, but then um, what's uh, what's his face? Marco mm. is missing. They're all burbs and they're all flying around the Aaron tree. They're all still hovering around their Aaron orbit. I oh, love yeah, it. Maybe, maybe that's it. Like uh, Aaron is in the tree and the rest are the 104. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's my new okay. theory. Okay. Nothing changed. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah, but honestly, like I understood Al's criticism. I understand Renan's. I don't really understand a lot of the other criticism. I feel like if if I, I feel like it was it was just the fact that there had been so many fake leaks that people were unsatisfied with the ending. And then you add in all the fake leaks, which made people really, really upset about the ending, most of which were not true. And then you actually see the pages and there's all that built up rage and nowhere to take it. Uh, so it's just everything started. They just start shredding everything. <laughs> I do think, you know, like last month, everyone who shipped Aramika was like, yeah, it's canon. And now they're like, oh, there's something that is also canon. <laughs> I don't see that as being a problem, though, do you? Like, no, 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 no. If you break up with your boyfriend, does your last one cease to exist? I- well, this is not breaking up. This is like, you're loved one passing away which i guess you know you would always still have a place in your heart for them but you would move on eventually like that's how life is but i don't know maybe these people are really young or have a really peculiar idea of what love is or how people live their lives like apparently she should have turned into i don't know like she should have secluded herself away in some sort of convent and devoted herself to <laughs> I don't I don't think that's it maybe for some but I think a lot of people just didn't want it they wanted to be able to imagine what they wanted and not have have it all spelled out yeah mhm I I just it's sad that the people like my fandom we're all happy right the levi fans the vet fans like yeah, our, he got the best ending man exactly <laughs> they all did 
we're so, I, like I chose my favorites very well. And it's so funny though, when you're, when you're reading the leaks and you're just like, oh my God, great. There's no mention of Levi. Yes. yes. No mention of Levi. Yes. Like you, you, when you're at the point with a story where you're grateful that there is absolutely no information about your favorite character and it's a huge sense of relief for you that your yep. character's unscathed, like don't touch it. It's like when you get a painting just right people have that tendency to overwork it and turn it to mud. Mm, and with Levi, yeah. I was just like, don't touch it. Don't touch it. It's perfect. Don't touch it. Yeah. Yeah, I get what you mean. But hey, at least most of us can be disappointed in something. We are united in our disappointment. Yes. Maybe maybe we should put that on a tile and send it to Isayama to put in this new sauna. Unification and disappointment. <laughs> Knowing everything you know, now that the series is done, 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 mm -hmm. done, does it change your rating at all? Would you um, recommend this series to anybody? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Would I still recommend this? That's also like saying, would you still recommend Game of Thrones? And I would say, yeah, the first four you know, seasons, definitely. And even in the later seasons, there are some really good episodes. I Maybe with a disclaimer, <laughs> I would recommend it. Or maybe I would just recommend the anime for now, and then we'll see how the anime ends it. But I, yeah, I'd say I'm like it is. It's really good until it's not, and it doesn't have a very satisfying ending. So if you're okay going in with that, then yeah, go in because there's a lot to enjoy. I think it depends who your favorite characters are. If it's a satisfying ending or not. No, but I mean overall, not just based on one character. I mean based on the yeah. how the entire story wraps up as a whole. I I wouldn't say this is, you know, this 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 was a this manga was great, like top notch for short periods of time. But I think as a whole, it doesn't count, you know, as like one of the masterpieces or one of the greats. Yeah, and that's my final verdict on it. And I. Uh, I don't know where you stand. You probably rated a bit higher than that. I do. Yeah. For me, I was satisfied with the ending. It was worth reading to the end. I was happy with the send-off my characters got. So I feel bad for people that were in other... I mean, I can clearly see if you were an Aaron fan, you're devastated by the ending. If you're a Mikasa fan, you probably hate it. If you're a Reiner fan... You sure hate it. Like I can no, see where every like other. No, but like saying that I just hate it because Reiner got a weird ending with sniffing that ladder, and that's not the case. Like the overall message is clumsy, not great. Well, at, at best, clumsy. Yeah, that's at best what I can say right now, and and that's problematic in itself. I think that would be my caveat. I loved this manga. I enjoyed it. It was a strong start, not a great ending, but a good series. It's a good series worth reading. It yes, there there's there's good in it, and then it starts going downhill, like a lot of series do at the end, unfortunately. <laughs> but you know, it is what it is. I still had a lot of fun with it, and you know, for us, we also you know we enjoyed it while being in the fandom as it was being written. So we had each other to discuss it with, to make friends with. I think it's different when you read it to someone who's going to read it like retrospectively once everything is done once the fandom has settled down do you think it'll be better in retrospect i think some parts will i think reading the tonko ones is always better than reading it month by month for sure it's the final message though it's he really did not do himself any favors with how he presented this and the fact that he didn't make any changes on it you could say like, oh, you know, this is not what I meant for people to take away from it. This was not how you were supposed to understand what I wrote. But still, you know, there's 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 so many little things that make you make me go, mm, this is yeah. questionable. And then with what's there on paper, which that's the only thing that I can truly judge. You know, I can't peek into Isayama's mind. I don't know him personally. So, yeah. Well, I have to hope that for future generations, so the final, the Tonkuban mm -hmm. is going to contain 134 through 139, right? 134, 135, Five, 36, 7, The previous yeah. one will be one, it'll be 135 until 139. Okay. Yeah. 
But I have to hope that for people reading this in the future, those scenes of the rumbling, the genocide, the people being crushed, like that'll be such a recent memory. If, if you're sitting down and reading this series, I, I only hope that the fact that they're trying to kill Aaron, Aaron's monstrous appearance, like all of that has more weight than it does for us who these panels mm. were eight months ago or seven months ago. And they just, we, you know, they're not fresh in our mind. Maybe. Like when I, when I flip through the final volume, when I flip through my volume 32, it has more weight. And I think for, I think it will be better in retrospect. I think people who, in the in the same afternoon, see the panels of the rumbling and how horrific it is, and the fascist regime that grows up from it, and like they, it'll be more bitter for them. They'll they'll get it in a way that we who have well, lived with I, this. I mean to say, get it. I uh, yeah, I think it will be different for people. It'll who, hit differently. Yes, for sure. And also, we have more context to uh, choices Isayama made with, like, how he based certain characters on certain real life people, things he may or may not have said relating to real world politics. You know, that's all something I think people reading it now have in the back of their minds. Well, people reading it at ten, maybe twenty years from now, will not. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. also is something to take into account, but still, it, it's still a tricky message in the sense that, yes, we see the horrors of the genocide, but then we also see like a lot of good that's coming out of it and the lack of the person who committed the genocide, like the lack of him being condemned for what he did and more so being praised at the end. That still leaves a very foul taste in my mouth, honestly. And that's something that it's to me is going to be hard to look past. It, uh, I think it ha- ends on a too generous note uh, for Aaron's character and his actions. And I don't think having more context or having um, the rumbling, you know, more, you know, it's been more recent since you've read it and seen it, and not having the context, I don't think that makes uh, a lot of difference to that part of the ending. I think a good judge of that will be the anime. So we should see what happens with the anime because they will be getting it more an experience, more like reading a Tonkoban would be, they're going to get the full mm. rumbling True. and then they're going to get the, the hero. And Aaron who at knows, the end. Maybe, and it'll maybe be they really will alter the ending a little bit. You know, they will polish it. Even if they don't, it'll be, I think the true test of how this stands as a, as a volume or as a series will be the anime reaction just because mm. that's the only thing we can judge it on now when you don't have to wait months and Four years, years yeah, between decades. stuff. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that's true. If it hits differently in the anime, then we'll know that it's that, that part of what, what does affect us is just having too much time with it. <laughs> that's probably also true, but yeah, I'm curious. I, especially with, What's been going on at Studio Mappa with the walkout and the 80% of the staff feeling like they've been mistreated. So if we get, if we get the next season, then (laughs) yeah, I've heard that it's not in in danger, but like, it makes me think, well, if they're just going to repeat the cycle and hire new people and treat them exactly the same, (laughs) it's not going to be a good product. Uh, Well, maybe it is, but I'd rather... I'd rather wait a bit longer and have those people who work on things not go through like their superiors completely down talking to them because of like minor errors they made in their work or their work not being up to par <laughs> or, you know, the, cr- the crazy hours they have to make. Like, no, let them be human. Let them live and just give me the anime whenever. I agree. I, I would I would feel much better about enjoying the anime. We'd have a better product if if we knew if we knew for a fact that it wasn't, you know, slave labor conditions and exactly really horrific work conditions that these people are dealing with. And you know, that's it this is an issue in many industries. In the anime industry, we know it's a, the case in the manga. We talked about it last month how we enjoyed that Chojin X was like kind of on its own schedule so the mangaka could have it, you know, could lead that normal life and not be like sleeping three hours every day on 
just to get everything finished in time. And, you know, with the unfortunate death of uh, Berserk's mangaka, he was so young. He was only in his mm-hmm. 50s. 54. Yeah. So I think, you know, the focus on health of people who are creating things that we enjoy should go above and beyond our desire to have something as soon as possible. So, Mappa, if you're listening, do better. I wonder, like, because um, we talked about the director, right? Because you had heard about him. Mm-hmm. And you, I, I can't get that picture out of my mind, like, where he has, like, bags under his eyes that have bags underneath them. Like, he looks so tired. I wonder if he's the person that that keeps on going, keeps pushing himself, you know, doesn't get a lot of sleep and kind of expects the same from his employees. Yeah, it's hard to know. I mean, what I understand from season one of the anime is that the Mm. number of people they had working on it, the different directors each episode, that that that's what contributed to the lack of consistency in the panels, how differently the characters looked at. It was just you could Mm. it was very sloppily done. I mean, his name wasn't even on most episodes, was it? I I didn't even check. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it feels quite a bit like it was an impossible situation. Like the yeah. people who worked on it, I would assume he's another one of those people that was, you know, assigned to work on it and had no hopes of having a, a time, the, the ability. I mean, they've got to get it done. They don't have a choice. Yeah. 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 I, I know is that he always perpetually looks tired. So I don't know if he's upper management is telling him to work harder or if he's that person like who intrinsically feels like this is how this is the standard this is how you work i was reading i don't remember if it was mappa or before mappa i was watching a video by the canapa effect about how i think it was during wits run that they were so behind schedule that they were actually having to fly the episodes to the tv stations for broadcast that even the fastest delivery would not be fast enough that they were having to actually take them, hand deliver them because the schedule was that tight that the only way to get them on time was to jump on a plane. So Dang. it's bad. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I know with Cora, like it was tight, but I haven't heard it being that tight. Jeez. I'm going to double check that. And if it's true, I will drop the link to the Canapa Effect video because it was fantastic about how MAPA got the anime and what the conditions were like even before MAPA and now and why why the episodes are such a sometimes disaster. So we will put that in the links because I think it was very telling. Ooh. And if you're not subscribed to Canapa Effect or watching their content, you need to be if you oh, enjoy anime. I, I hadn't heard of them, but I'm going to watch that as soon as yes. you drop the link. <laughs> yes, it's excellent. Well, that kind of wraps up our our thoughts on SNK for now as a whole, but you guys still had some thoughts and also some questions. Uh, We're going to take a quick break for now, but we'll be right back. And uh, first up is Perez then with his question for us. So see you soon. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. And it's time for questions from our listeners. And first up, as I mentioned before the break, is Paris. Um, Paris says, I'm probably in the minority, but I really like getting to see Mikasa's final goodbye to Emir. Did you guys take that flash of the first Fritz King dead on the throne and Emir holding her daughters as the alternative that Emir wished she'd been able to choose? Yes. Yeah, we already answered that. I definitely see that as well i think she uh or is like finally she's been freed and that's uh next he says also i really like getting to see that mikasa did not die alone she seemingly had a partner and family around her in her life until the very end lastly i like the bleak final couple pages of war still descending on a modernized paradise and the titan tree regrown fist bumps paris because i liked it too (laughs) 
You continue cynically, you could say it's sequel bait, Erwin was pointless, but to me it's another grim reminder of what Pixis and Erwin both believed. War is inevitable as long as humans exist. Erwin was another tragic player in this cycle, and all he was able to do was buy his friend uh, his friend's long lies. Yep. Although I feel like they got long lives despite him. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, like he screwed everything up, but they did the best they could and they got to live. I long mean, lives. like he didn't even know if they would survive his no. action. So like, yeah, they lived and Aaron makes terrible choices. His friends still manage the end. His, yes, his French, uh, his friends tried to clean up after him. They succeed temporarily. Somewhat. The end. <laughs> Welcome to Attack on Titan. Yes. I mean, yeah, it, war is inevitable as long as humans exist. There will always be fighting. So I kind of expected more infighting to be what uh, ended parody, but it maybe that's my only complaint. Like, I, I would hope there was more infighting on parody, but it all was very happy-go-lucky. You know, everyone was able to try for, I don't know, 60, 70, 80 years at least. And then finally there's war again. So, yeah, that makes me a bit upset because, yeah, who knows? Maybe the, the Nazis were still in charge there. What do you mean? When Mikasa was visiting the grave. Like, the, well, not the Nazis, but like the heavily inspired uh, fascist party. Yeah, we don't know. I mean, honestly, though, the way we saw the political station on Paradise at the end and yeah. the, just their lack, the, the, there was no way they were going to compromise and not be anything but awful. So... I, again, for me, no tears that they were destroyed. None. Granted, it wasn't them being destroyed. It was like generations no, of the future. That's but what had I'm it saying. Been, right. Like, had it yeah. been them. Yeah. Had okay. It been sure. Them, sure. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, well, less Nazis yeah, in the that, world. Yeah, that's kind of maybe the, the strange thing about the ending that I kind of, it's a bit too happy for Parody considering what kind of leadership they're under right now. But- I mean, maybe Armin did make a change. Maybe the ambassadors did make a change. Maybe yeah, that wasn't the government. I don't know. I have I, this is like trying to rationalize with like I don't know. Yeah. It uh, um, unlikely, uh, but okay. That's that. We'll we'll take it at face value for now. <laughs> Um, do you want to read the next question? Yes. But first I want to say that I am happy that Paris is in the minority of people who were happy with the ending. <laughs> I'm really like, I I heard too much negativity and I'm always happy that some people were not disappointed. And I feel like we see it the same way. Somebody else who apparently is in the minority would be Honey Lemon who writes, unpopular opinion, but I really liked the additional pages. The Emir Mikasa encounter gave closure to Emir's character and I finally get the headaches. The ending with the tree reminds me of Jumanji, and I actually dig it. Aaron may have brought some time for his loved ones, but were eventually caught up, and maybe it alluded to Eldians needing the Titans in order to survive in the long run if they aren't ready to commit a complete genocide. I'm also very glad Honey Lemon liked the ending, and yeah, I mean, who knows? It was an open ending, so I think that's up to us to decide. I saw Jumanji, but I don't remember it. But oh yeah, the book washes up on another shore, and the story's yeah, I think it continues again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's probably what he was going for. And I mean, might as well, right? So that's two people who like the ending. Yay! Well, I I don't agree with like saying that they need the Titans in order to survive if they aren't ready to commit a complete genocide. Because I feel like they were more than ready to complete commit a complete genocide. My ending Mm. is that the child knows what that tree is. And decides not to go in it. And Mm. it's just confirmation to him of- Of what happened. Of his history. Yeah. To me, it's like, I have the freedom to decide what that child does next. And in my mind, what that child does next is builds a fire, makes dinner, and looks at the tree and thinks about his great, great, great grandma or whatever. I don't know. That's and then goes ending. home to mom and dad. Oh, right. No, he's clearly a survivalist. Goes back to whatever it was he was doing initially. But I'm I'm interested in the kid. I think the point is that maybe, maybe not. Yeah. This is a different, this is a totally different story. This is not a slave on the run. This is a different person, a different mm. generation, a different world. And I would choose to be hopeful. Okay. 
Should I read Monica So's statement? Sure. Or? Okay. Yeah. Monica So doesn't have a question, but she does want to say that she wants to thank us for offering our hearts for such a long time. And she says, you made my experience so much better. Thank you. Well, thank you too, Monica, for your kind words. Yeah. For almost three years, we've been offering our hearts. Might be doing it a little bit longer, hopefully. <laughs> and yeah, I'm glad we added to your experience. And I would say Monica So added to mine as well. I always love seeing her name <laughs> in our documents. Like, I feel like some of these people are friends now. Paris and Honey Lemon yeah. and Monica. So, like, these are names I know. These are people I know. I know. I, and I, I just, I love Paris because, like, I can see just all the Wendy Williams memes mm-hmm. coming from him. And it just, I don't know, it puts a smile on my face just seeing all these names. Did we ever tell Paris we saw Wendy Williams together? So when he, when he replied yeah, to us I think with he that knows. name, I, it was, I think yeah. I told him that we were okay. going and he was like, oh my God. <laughs> anyway, I hope, I hope we land on another series or whatever content. I, I mean, I hope you guys, I hope we can keep dedicating our heart, offering our hearts. What mm. am I trying to say, Luna? I hope we can keep, I hope we can keep something going and stay in touch. Yeah. The latter for sure. Yeah. For sure. Another regular on the podcast, Enrico asks, who do you think the opposing forces in this last war we see? It seems everybody jumped to the conclusion that it's the rest of the world destroying parodies and that this meant flock was right. Personally, I think it's just like any other conflict. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is part of why I was so peeved about the spoilers. Hopefully, most of that's calmed down now and and people have realized that it's a little more open than that. Yeah. I agree with you, Enrico. This could be just as well any other conflict. We don't know. It's just, again, like the cycle of war, peace, war, peace. Mm-hmm. Repeat it. And who the players are and where it takes place doesn't even matter that much in the context of this story. And again, when the anime comes out, I hope that Heidi's team continues to do the anime polls because I would Mm. love to know outside of the very noisy Reddit (laughs) communities and the noisy Twitter communities, like what does just regular people think? I I mean, I'll have my own test group in my home when we watch the anime together, their anime onlys, and it'll be fun to see what they think. So, Well, they're not anymore, right? At least one isn't. One isn't, but one is. <laughs> okay, my favorite, my favorite comment. You get to read it. Okay. <laughs> and this is from a, a fellow podcast, and this is called The Coordinate, an Attack on Titan podcast. They say, do you think the dog from the final panel gets the powers of the founder? <laughs> my head canon is that Attack on Titan is a prequel to Clifford. I loved it. <laughs> oh. I mean, it would be something new, right? That it wouldn't be the kid, but like... The dog? The dog. I actually, on my Tumblr blog, have a lot of Clifford memes because initially when we saw the cart Titan, I was making Clifford meme jokes. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So this one just hit me right. Like, I just love this. Thank you, The Coordinate Attack on Titan podcast. And our last one is from Horatius, who writes, Historia was a Nazi, changed my mind. And Horatius, I cannot change your mind because literally this morning I was in a Discord with a bunch of guys who feel the same thing and I presented at least 30 points of evidence to prove contrary and they just stopped talking. So yeah, I'm not changing anybody's mind on that. I could talk for 10 minutes why I don't think that that's true, but it wouldn't matter because people who want to believe she is are not open to agreement. I I think I discussed that last podcast I don't think she was, but I don't think she minded cooperating with them for her personal benefit. And Nazis then referring to the fascist regime that was left in place on parody. That Those are my final thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> um, we do have some more positive things to talk about, like how many people are listening to our podcast? Oh, yeah. We just got notification that we had our... 10,000th download on on our podcast server, which is kind of fun. Yeah. That does not include our YouTube listeners. So ten thousand, we had the 10,000 mark. And it wasn't even for all the podcasts I saw. It was like from 120 onwards or something. Yes. So thank you. Whoever, yeah. whoever you people are, thank you. That's very cool. We can't communicate with you, but we enjoy. <laughs> it's <laughs> nice to know. To yeah. 
And then uh, next up, we last pod- <laughs> last podcast we mentioned that um, someone who shall rename unnamed for now uh, had won the final guessing game, but we didn't hear back from that person, unfortunately. So we're going to have to pick a new winner. What we're going to do is we're going to randomly select someone from the second place. I think there were like 11 people in total. So we'll put you guys all in a randomizer and I'll make a little short video of it so you can see it was all done fair and square. And then we'll contact that person who will hopefully be able to accept the prize, which also won't be the Satsu uh, magazine with chapter 139 because we tried really hard, but we weren't able to get our hands on it. Have you actually received yours? No. No. I, I, I might get one. I might. I, I tried. I think I think I did everything right. I haven't seen it yet. Oh my lord. The thing too though with Besatso, I wonder if people like so many people dislike the ending now. They may not mm. may not even be a good gift anymore. No, that's also true. Yeah. Well, this we is probably, still the OG ending, right? Not the Tunkabon ending. Right. But I mean I think a lot of people are turned off on the series that mm. that may not be something that they they I, I don't know that people are burning their volumes yet. But a well, lot of people just do not enjoy the series anymore. In the Western fandom, but in Japan, maybe. Yeah. That might be different. Like, like I, I'll go with somebody like Renan or even Al that we talked about earlier that didn't like mm. it. They, they, wouldn't want, they wouldn't want more merch. No, probably not. So, um, yeah, maybe we'll leave it up to the winner, like what they want <laughs> in terms of like – we could um, always do a gift card merch. or treats, or you could do yeah. Dutch treats again. That's always fun. I liked getting Dutch treats. If Yes. If you want Dutch licorice, <laughs> let us know. We'll, we'll hook you up. We'd also like to thank our very long-suffering patrons who are supporting us even now. Kenny H., Taryn, Simon, Silerana, Demonic Jesus, Linduin. Aaron will win in Chapter 140, which we might want to talk about, by the way, the, the <laughs> AOT No Requiem ending. Erwin B.D.E. Smith, Flock Forrester, is the best character in the manga, Dom Garcia, and Vital. Thank you all very much for your support. Yes, thank you for your unwavering support. If you would like to be a patron, you should sign up now because we're not charging anyone for the month of June. So your first month will be free of charge. You'll still get all the benefits, like maybe access to our podcast server or an early listen to our podcasts. So links down below if you want to sign up. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) And next month is still TBD? Yeah, for now it's still TBD. So I, I wish I could say what we have in store, but, uh, or do you have something? Did you come up with something last night that you forgot to tell me again? No, nothing. No, okay. <laughs> what are you watching now that's interesting to you? Oh, no, actually, I do have something coming up, but I don't know when. I am going to do like a, a short podcast with Brienne and Fire Lord Sika. <laughs> and we're going to be discussing Castlevania season four. Spoiler alert, Violet Seek and I have finished watching the season. We both really enjoyed it. Brienne is still currently watching it, so we'll, we have to wait until she's done. But then we'll record and upload. And you'll be on vacation. Nice. Yes. Hopefully that will kind of be in that same period. And then we'll, we'll record something together again, but we don't know what yet. <laughs> I look forward to listening to that because, and I yes. do want to catch up with Castlevania. So maybe, maybe that'll be my Ooh. reward for watching the series. Yeah. I want to know what, like my dash has exploded with Abel and Isaac stuff. And I want to know what that's all about. That's Castlevania, right? Isaac. Yeah. And the other? Abel. That doesn't ring a bell. Maybe I'm writing it wrong. Uh, send me the links. But yeah, um, if you want to actually hear me talk about an ending that I enjoyed, <laughs> stay tuned for the Castlevania podcast. <laughs> and I will tune in not only for that, but also because Sika and Brienne are hilarious. So that yes. would be amazing. We haven't had them on together, right? We only have no, them on. No, we haven't. So that will be fun. Yes. Like some good old Louisiana fun. Pulling out my gumbo. <laughs> <laughs> and I am enjoying K-dramas and the Magnus Archive podcast. Um, But I don't know anyone else who's enjoying those. So I don't know that I have anything to contribute right now. But my plan is- Well, you don't need to. You're going on a well-deserved vacation. I am. 
So my goal fandom-wise while I'm on vacation is catching up on fan fiction that I haven't caught up on yet <laughs> and hopefully finishing up some anime series. I want to f- get through Jujutsu Kaisen and I want to finish Fruits Basket and yeah, a lot of a lot of things that I want to get into. Yeah. As always, if you want to suggest we do a short podcast on something, please let us know. I'm also contemplating starting Jujutsu Kaisen and the To Your Eternity anime looks interesting. So, And other ideas are also always very welcome. And I think that kind of wraps everything up. I think so. Well, then, as always, thank you for offering your hearts and your ears. And... Until next month with something new. Bye. Bye. What was that? That was my chair. Oh, it sounded like a dog howling. <laughs> we should do like a what's that sound and whoever gets it. We should. <laughs>